I am not going to be an effective leader in either of my roles as a mother or as an entrepreneur if I'm imposing that guilt on myself. So guilt is something that you can completely control. In my opinion, it's a bit of a made-up hallucination. So the fact that you feel that pull, like I said, should be proof enough that you yourself, you're a good person. And if you're listening in today, know that you're a good person, you are a good mom, and we're all just collectively trying to figure it out. But feeling guilty as a mama is something that we all feel. It's universal. But the way we choose to think about it and the effect we let it have on ourselves is up to you. So that's what I mean when I say that mummy guilt is completely within your control. Welcome to She Empowers the Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kayla Lucas. I am a mom of two, a family-focused chiropractor, a trailblazing entrepreneur, and a holistic mindset queen. I am on a mission to empower women to lead themselves and their families to greater health and wellness in their personal lives and businesses. Each week, I am sharing inspiring content that will give you the tools to navigate your own wellness journey, grow your businesses, expand your mindset, and take care of the ones you love. This is your space to feel supported, inspired, and empowered. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of She Empowers the Podcast. Thank you for being here. Today is going to be a special episode. It's going to be for the mamas out there. So if you're not a mom, you can still definitely listen and tune in. I just want to make sure you understand it's going to be all about overcoming mommy guilt. So if you work with moms, then it would still be beneficial for you to tune in and learn how to help and understand that. And I hope that once you hear this conversation, it's going to help you shift out of the mummy guilt mindset that creeps in and help you reshape how you think about yourself as a mother and as a woman. So before I talk about how to overcome mummy guilt, I wanted to share a story about where I was at just a few years ago when I was first becoming an entrepreneur. When I was first building my business, I was a mom to a one and a half year old and I was also pregnant with my second baby. And I I truly don't remember much during that first year as an entrepreneur. I knew that I wanted to continue working and maintain my chiropractic practice before opening. And that's just the kind of dedication and commitment I wanted to take on as I was building my business. But I tell people all the time that, you know, I don't regret that, but I used to feel really guilty about missing that first year, not remembering a lot about newborn life because number one, you're in sleep deprivation and you're also doing all of the things. And so I had very young babies and as a new mom, I was really accustomed to the notion that society tells you that, you know, having a career and growing a family are not going to match up. And what I realize now is that a lot of that guilt I was feeling was coming from my own thoughts. Like I was imposing that guilt on myself on what it meant to be a good mother. And so I thought in order to be a good mother, I needed to give up my career life and really just embrace mom life. And I was holding them separate in my mind. So it's it's completely unfair of me to have done that to myself. But that's where I was at. And I know that a lot of women do struggle with this. So When I look back on my life now, I feel like mummy guilt is still something that creeps in, but I have a little bit of a different way of looking at it. And I know that as I am showing up as the best version of me, I'm also showing my children that I can be a mommy and I can be a multi-passionate woman and I can still be a good mom. But I needed to change my thinking around mom guilt. 
I talk to moms all the time in my practice. You know, I had one today and she's a mom of three. She's a stay-at-home mom and she was feeling really bad about herself. I had to like almost like, you know, turn the light on in her brain. I was like, please don't speak that way about yourself. You are a fantastic mother. Your children love you. You do everything for them. You're there for all the things. And so she, even as a stay-at-home mom, was feeling guilty because she didn't feel like she was giving her kids enough of herself, even though she was like in a depleted state. I know that this is something that we all collectively struggle with. It's not something that, you know, a lot of people are immune to. It's just that we feel bad because were good people like I think it's a good sign that if you're feeling mummy guilt it just means that you're being pulled in different directions and that's okay but I really validate that struggle completely what I feel like I've learned to understand is that I am not going to be an effective leader in either of my roles as a mother or as an entrepreneur if I'm imposing that guilt on myself so Guilt is something that you can completely control. In my opinion, it's a bit of a made-up hallucination. So the fact that you feel that pull, like I said, should be proof enough that you yourself, you're a good person. And if you're listening in today, know that you're a good person, you are a good mom, and we're all just collectively trying to figure it out. But feeling guilty as a mama is something that we all feel. It's universal. But the way we choose to think about it and the effect we let it have on ourselves is up to you. So that's what I mean when I say that mummy guilt is completely within your control. What I have found to be most helpful for overcoming mummy guilt in my own life is to set up some practices in my life that create some harmony, some awareness, and some beliefs and thoughts that I think help me get through it and work through it. And so this is what I do. I'm not going to say that this is going to work for everybody, but instead of going down the toxic, you know, storm of shame and guilt that I would put myself in, I've set up a few practices that help me get out of that insecurity and those self-limiting beliefs and doubts. So the first thing that I do as a working mom is I really focus on quality. And so I feel like you know, I used to think that in order for me to be a good mom, I needed to spend every waking minute, every moment with my kids. But what I found to be more true is that actually being present is what matters. So I try to create quality because I don't always get the quantity. And that's just kind of what works. So in my house, this looks like me leaving my phone in another room. So when I get home from work, I'm asking them how their day went. If I'm picking Charlie or Bodie up from school, then I'm immediately going into, you know, what did you eat today? Who did you play with? What did you guys learn? And so I really want to create that conversation with them. And I find that my cell phone can be a big, big distractor. And I know that a lot of us feel this way. We can get on the scroll train, get on the comparison train. And so I like to keep my phone in another room for as long as I possibly can, typically till they go to bed. And then if I need to work after that, then I do. So the next thing that I do that I have found to be really helpful is knowing my kids' love languages. So if you haven't already read the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, then I highly recommend it. Put some time into reading it. It's not just for your romantic partner, but it is also applicable to any relationship in your life. And they feel more seen and heard. So just for a little background on what I mean by love languages, Charlie, my girl, she really loves to ask questions. I think that her love language 
language is words of affirmation and quality time. And so at nighttime, when it's time to get tucked in, she really likes to focus in on very complex questions. Like, I don't even know where she comes up with the questions she asks me. And I'm generally shocked by them, but she'll ask me, you know, where does God live, mom? How does the baby feed from the mummy when they're in the tummy? Like things like that, like more complex thoughts. And I actually love it. So I love creating that conversation with her and anything that she's curious about in the world. And it really helps our relationship expand. For my son, Bodhi, he's more of a physical touch, also a quality time guy, but he loves to color. He loves to color with me. He also asks us, you know, Cody and I to get books for him so that we can help him write out his letters and his numbers. He wants to play Spider-Man anything and everything all of the time. And I know that he just likes to be more hands-on with me as his mom. He's also super affectionate. So he comes in for a lot of hugs and kisses. And I know that I am the woman in his life right now. So I fully expect that as my kids grow, their needs will change. But I do think that those love languages become obvious when you just listen to what they say, what they are asking for, how they communicate with you. And it really helps you grow your relationship with them when you know those love languages firsthand. Okay, the next thing that I do when I am feeling mom guilt is I go into gratitude. And so our subconscious mind typically wants to assume a negative bias. So it wants to give us doubts. It wants to give us disempowering beliefs, um, guilt, shame, all of those wonderful things. And so every time I have that guilt thought creep in, that doubt, that worry, that imperfection creep in, I go into gratitude. And I do this because we can't be in resistance when we are in appreciation. And so in my opinion, guilt is just something that's holding us back. It's taking up way too much space in our brains and in our minds and in our hearts. And so getting into gratitude and focusing in on what is directly in front of you. So saying five things that you are grateful for. And then even just asking your kids, what are you grateful for? Nine times out of 10, when I ask my kids this, they say they're grateful for me as their mom. And I think it's just a beautiful way to get yourself out of that rut that potentially will come up when you are experiencing mom guilt for whatever reason. Next thing that I think is just important to say is like focus on what really matters. What really matters is the impact you have on your children and your family and the impact that you have on others. And so I still do struggle with mommy guilt as, you know, an entrepreneur and a woman, but it's also an energy leak for me. And I truly, I I don't like energy leaks in any capacity. And so I feel like that guilty sensation or that guilt feeling or that shame feeling that comes up, it just takes joy out of those precious moments that we have. And so I know that when I see a woman who's on fire and purposeful for her life, it it inspires me. I want to know about it. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about the experiences she's doing, the things she's, you know, working on in herself and in her business and her home life. And so I use that thought as like my three and my five-year-old are watching me right now. And I know that as they are becoming whoever they are, you know, destined to be, want to become whoever they want to be in their experiences with the world that visual for them is a really really important thing and it's a good thing and so that is kind of what the big things that I focus on in terms of 
overcoming mommy guilt. I know I mentioned earlier in the show that I was a mom to a one and a half year old and I was pregnant at the time as I was starting my entrepreneurial journey. I was also consuming a lot of podcasts. I was reading a lot of books on entrepreneurship. I was listening to a lot of like just people that have been in their field for a long time. And I can't recall if this was on a podcast or if this was in a book that I read, but it is it helped me change my story so change the thought of mummy guilt creeping in and feeling that guilt and so the author um was talking about how she she has four kids her business was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and she was really feeling guilty about her presence in her business with, with lack of presence in her home because of what she was doing She was also doing missionary work and she was talking about how mummy guilt is a privilege. It is 100% a privilege. And the way she described it was this. She was going to these missionary places all over the world in third world countries. And when women in third world countries were asked about if they felt guilty for leaving their home, their kids to go to work, it's not the same story that, you know, you would typically hear in maybe a different area of the world. So she was, I think it was a podcast, she was talking about how they were grateful to have a job that produces money or income and stability that provides potentially a different opportunity for what their kids get or what opportunities they get exposed to. And I thought it was such a beautiful thing. She t- she said, mommy guilt is a first world illusion. And I personally love it. But I also know that my area in the world living in Canada has already come with some level of privilege. Like I was born into a you know, a middle-class home. I haven't had war around me. I got an opportunity to get educated. And so it was, I think, around like the 1940s that women were like, quote unquote, accepted into the workforce. And then in the 1990s, you know, we've seen a surge through those years. And now in 2023, we're seeing more women start businesses that are virtual, that are home-based, that are online, that are in a physical location. And so I think it is a privilege for a woman to be able to work and to be able to provide for her family. But I also know that while I was completing my doctorate in the United States, many of my colleagues, my classmates, and even my professors who were having babies, you know, if they didn't go back to work at six weeks postpartum, depending upon their relationship that they have with their employer, that position may not be there if they chose to stay home. And I know that a lot of the conversations I have with people in my practice is like, the reality is, is that both parents generally need to work because of the cost of living and the cost of inflation. So when I talk about privilege, this is just something that has helped me overcome mommy guilt because I know and believe within myself that instead of shaming myself and thinking I'm a bad mom for working, I could also be in a position where maybe I don't have as much opportunity. So I know that comes with some level of privilege that I've been able to have in my life. So I know that everyone's circumstances are different, but I really think that the way we think about the world and the thoughts that we have, we can flip the narrative on what it means to be a good mom and also why we would be feeling mummy guilt in the first place. So the system, in my opinion, is not set up for parents and for mothers to stay at home and raise their kids, maybe like we've seen in you know centuries before. Now it's very evident that we do need to work. So 
you know, if you are struggling with going to work as a mom, you don't love your job, maybe you're not in the circumstance that you want to be in, I really think that you need to just let those feelings be felt and process them because that is how we move to a new level of thought. And we have to also remember that we can only control the controllables. I can control my thoughts. I can't control the government. I can control my thoughts. I can't control the system. So I need to remind myself every day that the vision of motherhood in my head, the mom guilt, the imperfection, the worry, the doubt, it isn't the same version of motherhood that my kids see, which is a mother who loves them fully and forever, no matter what. So before we end today, I would like to invite you to play with the idea that this journey that you are on, this unique journey of you being the leader of your family, a multi-passionate woman, there is no way to be a perfect mother and a million ways to be a good one. So take that for what it is. I encourage you to re-listen to this episode when you need to pick me up. I hope that this was received in a good light. Take a screenshot of the episode and send it to someone who needs to hear this message or share this episode on your socials and tag me at sheempowers.co and let the women in your life know that they are enough because don't we all need a little reminder once in a while? I hope your guilt ends here, friend, or at the very least, you are able to work through it in a new light and just make an agreement with your highest self that even when that mom guilt creeps in, and it will, then put into place some of some practices that help you reroute that energy into joy, love, and grace. I love you all, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode and go make it a fabulous day. so much for tuning in and listening the whole way through on she empowers the podcast make sure to subscribe anywhere you are listening to podcasts and if you happen to have itunes would you do me a favor and leave a five-star review of the show so more women can learn about what we are doing over here you can also copy this link and share it on your social media and tag me at sheempowers.co. that is the way we get these beautiful messages out to more and more souls around the world thank you so much for being a part of the she empowers community until next time go lead with love and joy joy.